Welcome back to the Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read a page of the Wise Man's Sphere and then we chat about it. This is page 314. Junpui for a vintage silver bit. He couldn't remember the name of the town where the sailor had got it from, but it was in Landaways. The man met my eye. I'm telling you this, so you don't think I'm trying to shim you on the deal. I paid a full hard penny, then came over myself from Imra, though it was out of my way. He looked around the common room. Though I'm guessing a fellow with a fine inn such as this won't quibble about giving a fellow his due. I laughed. This isn't my inn, I said. I just have a room here. Oh, he said, obviously a little, little disappointed. You look kind of proprietarial standing there. Still, I'm sure you see I need to make my money off this. I do, I said. How much do you think is fair? He looked me up and down, eyeing my clothes. I suppose I'd be happy making my hard penny back and a soft penny besides. I brought out my purse and fished around in it. Luckily, I'd been playing cards a few nights before and had some Maturin currency. Seems fair, I said as I handed over the money. He started to go, then turned back. Out of curiosity, he asked, would you have paid two hard pennies to get it? Probably, I admitted. Kissed, he swore, then headed back outside, the door banging behind him. The envelope was heavy parchment, wrinkled and smudged with much handling. The seal showed a stag rampant standing before a barrel and a harp. I pressed it hard between my fingers, shattering it as I sat down. The letter read, Quoth, I'm sorry to leave Imra without word or warning. I sent you a message the night of my departure, but I expect you never received it. I have gone abroad looking for greener pasture and better opportunity. I am fond of Imra and enjoy the pleasure of your occasional, though sporadic, company, but it is an expensive city in which to live, and my prospects have grown slender of late. Yill is lovely, all rolling hills. I find the weather quite to my liking. It is warmer and the air smells of the sea. It seems I might pass an entire winter without being brought to bed by my lungs, my first in years. I have spent some time in the small kingdoms and saw a skirmish between two bands of mounted men. Such a crashing and screaming of horses you have never heard. I have spent some time afloat as well and learned all manner of sailor's knots and how to spit properly. Also, my cussing has been greatly broadened. That's the page, but not the end of the letter. My name is Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. I have things. What is with the weird capitals in this letter? It's how old-timey letters are written. With the word opportunity being at the end of the sentence and yet capitalized? Yeah, if you've ever seen like a letter that was written before the 20th century, they do that all the time. They uh, In older letters, like before there were conventions, they often capitalized any noun, not just proper nouns, but also like concepts or th- they used it as uh, as emphasis. But also, if you take every capital letter and write, put them together, it says, Kiridae close, must escape. It does not. You uh, use... If you ignore the the, set, the beginning of letters, uh, sentences, and the eyes, it starts with use. You get out of here. Get, 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 get out of here with your crackpot nonsense. Okay. I've got another crackpot for you. What if when Denna can't be found, it's because she's having lung trouble and she has taken to bed? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, that's a surprisingly uncracked pot from you. But, I, I mean, I think he'd still be able to find her, right? You know, like, if she was taken to her bed with the black lung, then presumably wherever she'd say would say, oh, yes, she is here, but she can't see you right now. But I do think that we are learning from this letter a lot about Denna and a lot about the world. We didn't really know, I don't think, that she had, like, lung trouble before. And that's yes, the- we did. 
she she told us that when she was drugged up in the uh, in in the sequence with the Dracus. Quoth makes her tea. She, yeah. Right, she did, but she hasn't described. I don't think being taken to her bed before with it being so incapacitated that she can't get up and do stuff. Maybe it's True. worse in the winter. Maybe. Well, it seems that way. It seems like that's part of the reason she's left is so she doesn't have to winter in harsh Imra. Yeah. Well, and that's like that tracks with a lot of what we know about like diseases like tuberculosis, which is also a disease of the lungs. And one of the ways that you would try and mitigate the worst effects of it was to go somewhere like warm and dry. Things I didn't uh, know about tuberculosis. I, I noticed that she's learning knots on this on this journey. Perhaps yes, I wonder if they are not the sailors' are, knots that she yes, said they are. Yes, mm. interesting. Mm. Uh, what is the the seal, the stag rampant, and the barrel, the barrel and the harp? Well, the harp feels very Dena y because she's got that half harp, right? Right, mm-hmm. but a seal would imply like that implies that it's like a personal seal of some kind. So. Is it her seal? Is it the seal Maybe of Maybe it's patron? Ash's seal. Is it the seal of her patron? Yeah. Uh, I think there's a hint that she's in Severin because while we're not sure where it came from, it apparently came from inland. But no, Severin is not, it's not inland. Severin is on the ocean. She's hedging her bets, right? She doesn't say, I'm sending you this letter from this place. She says, Yil is lovely and I've spent some time in the small kingdoms, but she doesn't say that that's where I am right now. So she's being kind of cagey about where exactly she is. Why would she not want Quoth to know? Well, what if the letter gets intercepted or something? Then the seal would be broken. You think she's on the run from somebody? I think that's possible. Or I think that maybe there's some people that she would... Like, she wouldn't want to say, here's where I'll be, come find me in case someone who she had made an enemy of. Not necessarily she's on the run, but like, maybe she is. Maybe that's why she made tracks, right? May I, yes, may I tug on this thread a little bit? She says, I'm sorry to leave Imra without word or warning. The only reason that you leave a place without word or warning is if you have to get out of town in a hurry, right? Unexpectedly. And who do we know for sure is an is an asshole that Denna has had contact with in the recent past? Ambrose. I was going to say that, but I was waiting for Nick to say it, and then it faded too long. We know that Ambrose you know, has a habit of doing nasty things to, to people. And we might even start to think that Ambrose has started to connect the dots between Quoth and Denna. So maybe this might be a result, not only of Denna having ticked Ambrose off, but Quoth having ticked Ambrose off and him taking it out on Denna. Possibly, possibly. It is not out of the realm of possibility. Now she spent, she says she has been in Yill and the small kingdoms. And there's some kind of some kind of war happening there. And I, I, Nick, I don't know if you were listening to this, but I was saying she's not actually telling Quoth where she is, right? Only where she has been. Mm-hmm. And Yil and the small kingdoms are not exactly close to each other. So it seems like she probably went from Imra to Yil and then on to the small kingdoms. Presumably. Now, if she's teleporting around, I mean, Yil isn't far, right? Yil is just across the raft. So you could probably get there in a couple days by boat. But if Quoth hasn't heard from her in like a month, then it seems likely that she's sending a letter from the small kingdoms and it took, you know, a while to get back. Well, okay, Mm -hmm. so the the city or town or whatever it is of Junpui is like an island very, very, very close to the small kingdoms, like super duper close. And wherever Dena is was inland from Junpui. So in the small kingdom somewhere. 
Like, the way that the border of the Small Kingdoms looks in the older map looks like Jinpei is part of the Small Kingdoms. Like, almost like it isn't a separate island, but because- It looks like it's kind of on the border, right? The borders of the Small Kingdoms seem to follow the line of the island of Jinpei. Yeah, but Jinpei as an island is a different color, or should I say shade, in the map uh, in the 10th anniversary edition, which- Is Severin in the Small Kingdoms? Not that I can see. No, sorry, Severin is in the Severin is uh Severin is on the map in the 10th anniversary. Yeah, Severin is further east, it's in Ventus. Okay, so that actually does scan. That is inland. If if you're speaking of the Sente Sea as the sea and inland being elsewhere, then then it does actually fit that it, she's in Severin and it came from there. There you go. Difficult to say. Always emotion is the future. Now is he saying oh. emotion or in motion? Always in motion is the Because both are, are are appropriate. Who said that? Yoda. Oh, getting away from the from the narrative that we're supposed to be looking at, gentlemen. Is this not a Star Wars podcast? Where we incidentally talk about a book? Sigh. Getting away from Denna's letter for a moment. I do like the detail that this guy he saw that the letter said addressed to Quoth at anchors in and he was like oh this guy must be an innkeeper i can probably get a fair bit of change for bringing this letter to him and then he is disappointed to find out that cloth is just like some schmuck and then he has to sort of he decides how much he thinks he can get by looking at the way cloth is dressed and trying to figure out how much money he has that way yeah well we can learn a lot from this about this guy and about how this this convention works by the way he approaches it he goes in assuming cloth is the innkeeper and he's like oh you know he, he butters him up right you've got such a nice place i'm sure you could afford to give a fellow his due. And then when Quoth's like, no, no, I just have a room here. He, first off, he goes, you seem proprietarial, which is another nod yes. to Quoth's future job yes. as an innkeeper, that he looks good behind uh, behind the desk. And then he looks him up and down, looking at his clothes and goes like, crap, how much can I get? How much can I ask for without insulting him or without like pricing myself out? That's funny. It's nice. Uh, we have a nice new Ooh. letter from a nice new listener. If we're all done on the page. Yes, it just came in from Bye-bye. John Pui. This is from Mina from Modeg, who writes on Dal versus Elodin. Hello, I'm a first-time feeder of the mailbag, but I'm in the middle of drafting two other letters, one about how Quoth's brief visit to the right jewelry shop kind of changed my life, and another one about folly. They're both awfully long, so while I trimmed them, I thought I'd send this in as some food for thought. On page 316, Elodin tells the class about the ancient tradition that namers practiced, showing off their prowess proudly with a ring made of the name they've mastered. A student who gained mastery over a name would wear a ring as a declaration of their skill, Elodin told them, as he introduced Fela's stone ring making. However, this ancient tradition doesn't fit the same image of the unsavory Arcanists whom Elksadal told Quoth about, the ones who guarded their names and kept them secret. The logical uncracked pot explanation is that the two masters were speaking about different eras of the university, and that's fine, I guess. But for some Amir-shaped reason, I believe Elksadal lied or exaggerated on the spot to keep that information a secret from Quoth or perhaps even a watchful Elodin. But to me, it's still revealing that the name he demonstrates mastery over is Fire. It's fitting for him, since teaching sympathy has much to do with fires, sure, but one thing in particular I focused on during Yal's read is the Amir's frightening relationship with Fire, and with Dal as a prime candidate for betrayal, that scene stands out to me. Thank you so much for this podcast. From the politics to the crack pockery to the commitment to capital P posting, I love it all. It fits so neatly into my tastes and routine and it's kept me grounded during the worst semester of my life. Slow regards, signed what Mina from Modeg. What a great sign off. I love it. Slow regards. Why don't I sign my letters off that way? What? 
Mina, we appreciate you. What a lovely letter to receive. Rest assured that we will never log off. Yes, we will always post. Uh, I am always in favor of more being suspicious of Elk Sadal. Uh, ever since we decided he was evil because we had no one to put in the uh, in the lawful evil slot of our master's map, uh, I think more and more that he is actually not a good guy and that he is a candidate for betrayal, and I love it. I agree with both of your suggestions that it could just be that there's different eras, but it also could be that Dal is being cagey. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to your the, the next letters you write. I'm interested to hear about why Quoth's Jewelry Shop changed your life. So please keep writing. And I also uh, wish you luck uh, in this semester. I hope your finals go really well and that you get some time to chill. Yes, it's so important. Don't burn out. And I think that just about wraps it up for us. All right. Sounds good. Let's let's wrap it up. We'll, we'll wrap you up like a delicious package that we can stuff in the gullet of Mr. Mailbag. Charming. I've been Nick. I'm always Jordana. I'm sometimes Jeremy, and we have been Paige of the Wings.